Hey guys, thanks. Thank you for tuning in to episode 107 of the Kitchen Stitches podcast. Today is August 17th, 2019, and I am Summer. You can find me on Ravelry and Instagram and the places as Summer Yarns, S-O-M-E-R-Y-A-R-N-S. And I'm Katie, K-D-B, K-A-Y-T-E-E-B-E. Um, Katie B on on Ravelry, um, Katie B KT on Instagram. Um, I do have it locked down, but if I can tell that you're a uh, yarny person or crafter, um, I'll follow you back. I'm thinking about, I I keep saying this, but I really am thinking about locking mine down too. It hasn't been too bad with the spam lately. I've gotten, you know, I can identify the, the, the old men bots <laughs> pretty well but um sorry it's been so long since we recorded uh it's been one crazy summer in houston um i don't even know where to <laughs> where just at the last time we recorded life was most well mostly normal and then about a month later just things just started going crazy uh i am changing jobs Hopefully at the end of next week. Um, Mom, if you're listening, I haven't told you on purpose <laughs> because I'm still waiting for official official. And um, well, by the time you upload it, by the time I upload it, considering <laughs> how long that takes, it will be official, and maybe I will have actually told you if you're even listening because it's been so long. Um, but yeah, it's just been it. Life has just been really hectic. I uh, So I have a job change coming up. Katie has moved houses. We are recording in her new house now. Um, summer has been kind of training me knowing that she's leaving right. so I can do some of her job in the interim until we hire somebody. And then just in general. I mean, the, it's just been... Well, you took a vacation. Yeah, took, oh, yeah. I took a vacation. We went to Big Bend National Park. Well, maybe I'll talk about that a little here and there as I talk about my knitting. Um, so it's just it's just been we it, we just haven't had time. And honestly, I mean, it's gonna sound like I've been knitting a lot, but it's been three months almost. So because we recorded early it was June first was yeah. when we last recorded. So I, even I have I've been spending more than I've been knitting because it's brainless. Um, but even then, some days I might knit a few rows and that's it. It's been a rough, rough summer. Yeah. Yeah. Busy and rough summer. So, we're back now. We have not given up. And (laughs) since I'm leaving my job, we're determined to not give up because it gives us an excuse to see each other and hang out. So, hopefully it will be on a more regular basis because I don't want to go six weeks or two months or three months without hanging out with Katie. So, we will try to be better. Um... We have, well, I mean, we have all of the normal stuff, but mine is just a little bit more. Katie's maybe a little less, because Katie's been not knitting quite as much. Um, but, and then we've also got Houston Fiber Fest to talk about a little bit, um, and just stuff. So, we'll go ahead and get started. Um, finished objects, do you have anything to talk about? No. Okay. <laughs> I apologize in advance if this is the <laughs> the summer show, but I, I have acquisitions. Yeah. We did. I actually almost. I had 
actually my husband was willing to record with me. We, we talked about recording just because I, I did have stuff piling up and I, I wanted to talk about it and I didn't want it to be a three hour podcast the next time we talked. And I just, you know, I, I used to record by myself, but now it just feels like I'm sitting and talking to myself. So I at least want someone to show and say, oh, that's pretty. When well, I don't see yeah. you really, out. we go to lunch and stuff, but, but I we aren't knitting. We're not anymore. in the break room where we yeah. see each other and can comment on knitting yeah. and stuff. So, yeah. So, so now I have a bunch of stuff piled up. So we'll start with my finished objects. The first on my list is the Whiz Bang Socks, which is a pattern by Sarah Shu. I don't think it's a free pattern. I never make. I never write that down in my notes. So uh, all of them are on Ravelry. And I do have, I'm almost certain I have project pages for all of these. I've been pretty good about that lately. So this is a pattern. Uh, it's, it's a really good pattern for self, not self-striping, variegated, because it has slip stitches. So those little colors pop. And this is, uh, I used undead yarn. It was a roadkill that uh, it was a generally, I think, Forgive me if I'm wrong, Heidi, but I think it's an unrepeatable colorway. It's not one that has like a specific formula. Right, yeah. So this is basically a red base with pops of blue and pink and yellow. A little bit of brown here and there. Uh, it was really, really pretty. I, I don't know why. I was surprised when I started knitting it up. It, I, you know, Obviously it had red, but I wasn't expecting the predominantly red, and I really, really like it a lot. Um, the, on the plain stockinette por uh, portions, this base is kind of micro-striping. It's really pretty, and they're shorty socks, so I always, almost always use an OMG heel by Megan Williams, and I did that in this case. So there's those. Then I have the Owl in the Thicket Hat, which is by Sarah Huntington Birch. I used Round Table Yarns Avalon in the colorway... Of all nights thou bearest the flower and it's kind of a mossy green mm -hmm. it's a really pretty tonal green um, I actually knit this almost twice I don't remember I don't remember what I had done the last time I was here I had not I don't I think maybe I was talking about ripping it out maybe but I got or maybe I was talking about being afraid that I was going to run out of yarn. I think that's what it was. Yeah. And when I got to the end, I, yeah, I wasn't, I think I got probably, I was on the decreases. I probably had about an inch to go on the decreases and I ran, I was clearly going to run out. And I really liked the pattern. I wanted it. So this was very unusual for me. I actually ripped it out and started it over on smaller needles. And I am much, much happier with the project product. On the smaller needles it was too it, it was too floppy and too big it was I was actually going to give it to my future uh, her my son's fiance and because it was big and she's got beautiful natural hair and it was it would have fit her head but right. uh, it, it, it just the gauge wasn't right and I'm really pleased with it this was my first experience with placing beads on Knitting. Oh, so it's little beads for that. Oh, so what this pattern is, it's super, super cable-y pattern. Um, it's like a tree. Uh, it's an owl. Well, it's called the owl in the thicket. So it's like an owl sitting in a, in a tree. So I have beads for the eyes. Okay. And it was just, it's, it's great. I really like it a lot. 
I would highly recommend the pattern, especially if you are adventurous with cables. They were not difficult cables, but there were a lot of them. I bet it was charted. It was charted. <laughs> I don't remember if it also had a written option. It might I have. went through a cable phase, but I don't do charts. Yeah. <laughs> I think it might have the have them written out, but I am a cable. I mean, a chart person. Yeah. So. It was pretty. Yeah. And then, let's see. The next ones that I finished were a pair of vanilla socks. My go-to pattern for vanilla socks is the My Knitted Heart Vanilla Socks pattern by Elizabeth Suarez, which is a free pattern. And I, the first pair of these was a pair using mustache yarn in the Cassiopeia colorway. And those were for my husband, and they have been worn multiple times since then, and I don't have them anymore to show. But he loved them. It was a mostly blue, well, it was a self-striping, as all most of mustache yarn is. But it was um, blue with stripes of green and pink. Well, actually, it was mostly, oh gosh, purple, pink, and yellow. No, turquoise, pink, and yellow. And then there, uh, then there was a like another stripe that was kind of a not a rainbow, but those three colors plus some green in there too. It was really pretty. It was a non-regular striping, so you had little stripes of the the single colors, and then a wider stripe of all three of them, like a variegated stripe. He really liked those. And then I have another pair of using the same pattern, using Rock and String Creations in the Appalachian Autumn colorway, which is just beautiful autumn colors. I've got orange and brown and like a forest green and purple and like a kind of burgundy-ish color and golden. And just a really, really nice autumn colorway. Those are all, all of my short, all of my socks these days seem to be shorty socks, which just is easier. Um, two more. I, oh yeah, okay. So we do have some, I, I'm sure that she doesn't care if we talk about this because we are, this is, she's public about this on Instagram. I mean, well, in, on social media. So. Darcy, who used to record with us, was recently diagnosed with angiosarcoma of the spleen, which um, she is just getting ready to start chemo for that. So keep her in your thoughts if you, if you would. But she has requested from friends of hers that she trusts to, make, to use nice yarn <laughs> and patterns she likes. Uh, to make hats for her. So I chose one of the one off the bundle she has. It's just this called the Simply Stockinette Hat by um, Bill Souza. And it is exactly what it sounds like. It's got about a one and a half to two inch ribbed uh, brim and then stockinette for about six or seven inches and a simple decrease. And it's, I used Sweet Georgia yarn Tough Love Sock in the Stella colorway, I believe, is what it's called. Um, in the skein, before I wound it up, it looked like a galaxy. It's mostly purple with turquoise and fuchsia, and those are all Darcy all colors. colors yeah. So this will get passed on to her eventually. We don't see her very often anymore, so we have to make a special trip to or stick it in the mail for her. So 
There is that. And then I have one final finished object, which is glorious. Oh, yeah. My son, who turned 21 in July, is obsessed with possums. I don't know why, but he is obsessed. Like, if you follow him on Twitter, he posts lots of possums. So, when I was looking through the latest nitty, the fall, first fall 2019, the very last pattern was a possum using fun fur. And I had to make it. So, I present Ozzy the opossum. <laughs> it is the best thing ever. So it is um it is very realistic. Mm -hmm. It is. So it uses a, almost a full skein of Lion Brand Fun Fur and then Patton's Wool and Cream. I don't remember the colors. I think there's Erin Natural Heather, which is a pinkish color, and then two grays, like the like a light gray and a dark gray. So the belly is the light gray and the tail is light gray and then the ears are this dark gray. And so for the top of the body, you knit together the fun fur and one of the, I think was the light gray. And then you join everything else together and you felt it. It's the first time I've ever felted anything and it turned out really well. It was so super easy. I literally squealed when I took it out and saw how well it, it worked. <laughs> And you stuff it and put safety eyes in, and it looks like, I mean, it's the, it is the size of a possum. And it is fluffy and soft and just amazing. And my son absolutely loves it. Like I mentioned, he turned 21. He went and hung out with friends, like, a couple, you know, a week or so ago, like an overnight thing. And I noticed when he came back that he had taken the possum with him. <laughs> Like, I just was so pleased. Actually, I'm feeling I probably could have felted it a little more. Like, along the back where the, it is, it, I can feel the holes in it, but it doesn't matter. If it were for a small child, then I would worry about it. But I told, I had to ask you today if I could bring it. <laughs> which it was, And you got reposted. Oh, yeah, I did. I, I posted and tagged Nitty in my Instagram post, and they reposted it on both Facebook and Instagram. Instagram. They did not repost it on Twitter, I don't think. Or maybe they posted it on Twitter and didn't post it on Facebook. Something. It was on Facebook. Yeah. Okay, so it was Twitter. That yeah. It wasn't, but yeah. 200, I checked today. Not that I, I don't care about the number of likes, but I just, I was curious. It was over 200. Because it is adorable. And the picture that I posted is of him cuddling it. And he's 21, but he looks like he's about 14. So <laughs> it was, it was, it's, Fantastic. I just, I'm so, so pleased with this. And I can highly, highly recommend the pattern because I, like I said, I've never felted anything. I don't do a lot of seaming, but because it's felted, it's, it's forgiving. It doesn't really matter if it's perfect. And it was, it did not take me very long. A lot of this I did um, while we were traveling back from Big Bend. That's about a nine hour drive. And I didn't drive, I drove two hours of it. And um, I got a lot of that done. I had already done probably, I had done most of the top of the body, and that was it. And I was able to finish almost all of it before on the car ride. And, but definitely within the weekend, I had it finished. So, highly, highly recommend that pattern. Did you? Oh, yeah, you did. Like, yeah. 
We made a project page yeah. so yeah. people can find it. Okay. okay, so that's all my knitted objects, but I do have some spinning. Um, the first I was spinning the last time, it was uh, Milka's Fiber Arts. It was Corydale, 100% Corydale, and it was a bag of candy, um, which were just like little tiny bat, not bats, like little bumps of fiber. And these turned out super, or pretty bulky, and I ended up making two skeins of them. It was eight ounces, so I couldn't fit it all on one bobbin. And they, it was funny, they look similar. Totally but different. Yeah, they're, because they have different, different colorways. I mean, not different colorways, but different. Each one of them has different colors in it. It was, it was basically, I won't say it was a rainbow, because there's, there's some gray in there and some natural colors. It, you know, it wasn't a pure rainbow. I think there was a brown, maybe. And I just, I literally just kind of divided them randomly and randomly chose them. So they're, um, they remind me of like a box of crayons, kind of. Mm -hmm. But they're uh, a thick, like thick worsted, light bulky. I think I got, let's see, total of 121 yards on one of them, 119 yards on the other. And then I have... I was gifted by a friend a lot of fiber stash uh, several months ago, and I have reached the point of my stash. I tend to knit, uh, I mean, spin first in, first out, so it's pretty chronological. So this was Frabjus Fibers Three Feet of Sheep, which is a BFL sparkle blend, and it was in the Winter Sparkle colorway. And what this is, it's this big, long tube of fiber of individual, like individual, like mini braids of five, not braids, but um, like nests of roving, I guess. And there were, I think, 11 total. And I, what I did was put each one and spun it up. Like I split each one in half mm -hmm. and then applied it and made a mini skein. So I ended up with 11 mini skeins of a worsted weight. There were about, well, the total was, I think, 410 yards for all. This is also, it's probably eight ounces also. I actually don't know. I don't know. I don't remember how many ounces it was. But um, it's kind, it's pretty much a gradient. There's some outliers in there. I don't know what I'll do with it because the sparkle would be super scratchy. It's like, like it would, it like sticks off. <laughs> so like on a, a cowl, I think that would absolutely drive me crazy. Um, it might make like a nice scarf or like a longer cowl. Like I could do maybe a chevron cowl or something like that. I'm not sure, but it was fun to spin. It took forever, but they're, they're very wintry colors. You've got a lot of blues and greens, um, some pinks and purples and grays. I can't seem to put it back up. I'll do that later. And then two more. Um, this was an art bat uh, from Dunspun on Etsy. And the colorway was seafoam. I, again, this is one of those. This was great for spinning. This would be really, really good for weaving, but I don't weave. Um, 
I may give it away at some point or it may just sit on a shelf to look pretty. It had lots and lots and lots of sparkle like this section we can see that's like all sparkle. It would be pretty woven yeah. out. It would be really pretty woven. It, things like this make me kind of want to weave but not enough to go do it. Weave I it to make like a like a notions pouch or um, yeah something a project like that bag maybe. or like a pillow yeah. the front of a pillow but it's um it's mostly greens with you know this uh gold sparkle and there's a little bit of yellow and blue in there maybe no that's not pink that's the tie but it was a really quick i think it's probably took me a day maybe a little longer but it was a quick spin I and mean, I, I didn't it's a I just fold it sort of. I mean, you've got these sec some sections in yeah. here that are super, super thick. It's a thick and thin, really pretty. And then the last one, if this were a video, it would blow out the camera. This is it's super soft. It's Rock and String Creations. It was a mystery fiber. Um, it is neon orange and very bright turquoise and very bright purple. And it's actually, it the plying toned it down a bit because individually the sections were really really bright um, it's one of those when I got I wasn't sure it definitely is not my colors but I really I do like the finished product um, I can see doing this I could do I could see doing a cowl or something out of this it'll be fun with like with a black shirt or something like that just to to give a pop of color or use it if you ever made another like night shift or something like oh, that yeah that'd actually. be really good as a Color. Yeah, you're right. Because it's got a lot of vibrancy. I, I really need to start thinking about my my hand spun that way rather than thinking of them as single skeins, thinking of how I can put them together. And that is a good idea for that. But it is, it was, I don't remember, it was something, something like, you know, like micron merino. It was like super, like a super fine merino. And it, it was really soft. I don't really enjoy spinning merino that much because it's got a really short staple so it's a little more difficult to spin and it also takes a long time I like something that's a little bit longer of a staple because it goes a little bit faster okay so that is all of my finished objects which a lot of those were close to being finished already this is not stuff that I started and finished I haven't actually other than the possum and the hat for Darcy I haven't started and finished anything over the summer. It's all, these were all whips that got finished. All right, active whips. Um, I haven't knit a ton in the last three months, either because I'll knit and it hurts, or I just haven't had the time or the brain space. I'm trying to get back in the habit um, so I did do a couple rows at some point. I'm still working on the Boogie Woogie Wrap, which is a big long rectangular wrap um, by the Plucky Knitter, where you whirl two fingering weights together and you can do like a gradient. I'm doing um, five different colors, two blues, two pinks, pink purples, and a gray. I'm probably half to two-thirds of the way through it um, so there's that I'm working on a corner-to-corner -corner crochet blanket using a Karen worsted and one of those pound of loves that my husband had bought a couple of them um, 
I always have two skeins of it in a really dark purple. Um, I have knit a couple rows on the Cannonball hat by Erin Hartman. I'm using Plucky sweater in a color called Old Copper, which is kind of a coppery green blue. Um, took that yesterday and worked on that set while we were waiting for his ceremony to start. And then, um, oh, is that why you were? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yesterday was his, my husband, um, got pinned yesterday from nursing school. Sorry. Tangent. But, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I'm three-fourths of the way done with my, my one Bargello kit, which is the planter one, which mm -hmm. are like these triangles. Um, I have all the main color part done, which I need to cut the plastic, and then you seam it together, and then you whip the edges oh, to mm -hmm. make it pretty, and so you're not snagging stuff. That's probably an afternoon or an evening worth of work to mm -hmm. do. Um, so yeah, that's what I got going on. Okay, and now mine is going to sound like a lot looking at the list, but I, I mean, remember that this has been over three months. Some of this was stuff that I took with me on the trip because I, and I like cast on another pair of socks because I wanted travel and knitting, that kind of stuff. But really, I haven't had the brain space most nights for doing more. Like I might pick up one project. I usually, I usually would do two projects and then span and do some cross stitch and I usually or well actually this week has been better but for the past month or so it was basically I would find one thing that I was interested in and it's been it's got to be mindless or there are some days where I really wanted something more intricate and maybe that's part of the problems I don't really have a whole wow. lot on right now but um so what I have I have the equatorial nights which is a cowl by Audrey Nicklin. I'm using Cascade Heritage sock in the sapphire colorway. Um, better reach. Um, this is a super beaded cowl the, with the beads in the um, arrangement of the constellations along the equator. And it's actually super easy. It's, it's garter stitch. And it is charted, but it's, I mean, it's, you don't need to know symbols. You just need to know that when it has a bead, you put a bead. Right. Um, so I actually have a progress marker on here. Sorry for the jingling. I'm trying to find this without pulling my needles out. Okay. So the last time we were, we recorded, I was down here where the Hufflepuff stitch marker is so really I've done two <laughs> like two inches which is not a lot but it is it's uh, 240 stitches around so there is just stocking it and uh purl or just knitting and purling but it's it takes a good you know 15 or so minutes to get around it and I have to pay attention I can't do it while I'm watching a podcast because I I have the pattern on my iPad so I can't, it's, it's too hard to shift back and forth, but um, this is, I mean, now I know how to be for sure. It's super easy. I'm using this, uh, the super floss method for beading, which you can Google and figure it out, but it's, it's, it's so easy. It's one of those things, like why have I never done that before? It's gonna be really pretty 
when it's fun when it's done and I can block it just a block, block it lightly to make the you know make sure everything's even but uh, I don't know it's a cool concept one of these days maybe I'll do a celestarium which is its big sister which is this the beaded shawl of the uh, north the northern hemisphere constellations um, it's really fun I enjoy it a lot when I work on it <laughs> it is mindless mostly mindless but it's a good one for when I want something with just a little bit more interest I I tend to get bored if I'm just doing stock in it Okay, then I don't, the next one on my list I don't have with me, I'm working on it at work. It's the Riley Rose Cowl by Jennifer Lassonde. And I'm using Miss Babs Yummy Toes in, I don't know how to say it, but it's Caph, C-A-P-H, which is a bright, like, um, I would say it's a azalea pink. And Wandflower, which is a, um, a very pale green with a uh, um, not sparkle, speckles, <laughs> <laughs> and then hops, which is kind of a, um, not exactly a grass green. It's not that bright Kelly green, but it's got a little bit like more a lime, lime yeah, like the outside of a, of a lime. Yeah. Um, and that one I'm actually really close. I'm in the last section. Well, there's two more sections, but I started the next to last section. The last section is just ribbing, the ribbing on the end. So I kind of think. It is a whole other section, but in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm almost done. I don't, I won't get that finished before, before I leave work, but it is my, it has been my work project for a while now. And then I started a project after Houston Fiber Fest. Um, it's my first color work sweater, which is over here. It's the Half Moon Tea by Dragon Horde Designs, Dragon Horde design <laughs> and I chose the yarn at Houston Fiber Fest so I'll talk about that now rather than acquisitions I'm using lazy cat yarn opulence which is a merino silk cashmere in time and space which is a like a navy blue tonal navy blue it's super soft and then in the same brand, uh, Light Lazy Cat Yarn Endurance, which is kind of like a strong sock type uh, merino nylon, and Upgraded, which is like a silvery gray, and Amber Waves, which is a golden color. It might, yeah, we'll see how this works out. But it, I fell in love with the pattern as soon as I saw it. It is um, a color work yoke pattern with a the moon and stars on it. This, like I said, is my first color work sweater. I did pretty good at the top with the tension. And then when I got into the, the problem is a lot, like some of the sections have three colors mm -hmm. and that's, I know it's more difficult anyway. Um, and then it just, I, I'm, it, I need practice on it, but I, it, I think I did a pretty good job, but it is a little puckered, and I'm hoping that once I, when I wet block it, that I'll be able to pull it out. I can pull it, and it just may be a little puckered when I do it, but I'm pretty proud of it. I am through the color work portion and about three, maybe getting close to four inches below the color work portion. I have to get to six. It is a crop sweater. I 
probably will knit a little longer than called for, but I'm about maybe two and a half to three inches below the armhole and I need to get to six inches. And at this point it is boring. It's just stocking it in the round. We'll watch something on television and I'll pick it up and I'll knit through an episode. So I, I like doing that. That doesn't bother me. It, it's, yeah, it's a, an ADD thing. I think I just can't, yeah. like after a while I can't, I get bored. But I am, I hope I'm that blocks really, out I really you. hope it blocks out. I'm not, I it went, is really kind of puckery. In it some is way. very puckery. And I have gone through, I went through some project pages to see what other people's have looked like and I know it's more puckery than others but I feel like it may not block out perfectly but I think it'll block out enough that it'll be okay I did go up a needle size for the for the color work the ironic thing is I think that this part up at the top I think I didn't and I think the gauge is better or not the gauge I think this is this isn't puckered at all I'm talking about the, the little first chart right. section. It was when I got down, and it'll just take practice. I, you know, I, I wanted to do it more than I want to wear it. I think. So, I think it'll be fine, or it'll be fine enough. And I'm not as afraid to try it again. I'll, maybe next time I'll try some other techniques to see if I, you know, or work on. I did try to swatch it first. And I don't remember why I gave up on that. But, um, so that, there's that. I, I don't know how long it'll take me to finish it. If I kept, if I could keep my interest on the stockinette portion, it probably wouldn't take me more than another week or so to get through the body. And then the sleeve shouldn't take me very long. The color work part didn't take me very long at all. But there's that. And then let's see have a pair of, uh, the rest of these are socks, but let's see, um, can't grab one. <laughs> I'm doing gymnastics over here to reach my bags. Okay, so this is a vanilla sock I'm using. I was inspired by the vanilla bean pattern, which is meant for self-striping. You, when you change, um, when you change colors, you slip oh. stitch, so it gives it this nice, this neat little zigzag pattern between each color stripe. I have one section with the with the one stripe where from the heel because it is self striping, and I, I was really hoping that I would be able to make that one big wide one, but it didn't happen. So I'm one sock in on this one. This is scrumptious pearl in the I think it is double shot of tequila for some reason. I got this, and for the longest time, I thought it was called Dirty Margarita, Oh. which I think is just <laughs> as appropriate as Double Shot of Tequila. I have no idea where, why I thought that, but uh, it is a turquoise and a lime, kind of a chartreuse green, and what color do you call, would you call this? It's either a charcoal gray or a really deep brown, and I can't tell. Or maybe a charcoaly brown, a charcoaly gray yeah. with some brown in it, but it's a really really dark. Could be a, dark. a gray that leans yeah. brown. Yeah. So I mean, I, sitting here, it looks like a brown or a dark yeah. gray. Like some, it depends on the light. Yeah. But I'm one sock in on that. I have not. I don't think I've cast. I have a cast on the toe for the next one. Then I have 
a pair. Like I mentioned, we went to Big Bend National Park, and I happened to have, I think the last time we recorded, I had gotten uh, from Knitted Wit her Big Bend National Park colorway, so I had to cast on that for our trip, and I, uh, this is the same pattern I talked about earlier, my Knitted Heart Vanilla Socks um, in the Big Bend National Park colorway, which is like a cactusy green, maybe a dark, kind of very dark blue, and um, that same azalea pink. Actually. So I was just thinking, <coughs> and um, it is actually kind of striping a little bit, micro striping. It's an interesting pooling effect. I don't know why this is what inspired this colorway as far as Big Bend. It does not say, I mean, maybe if I went to Big Bend in the spring, maybe it's the wildflowers, but it looks nothing like the Big Bend I've ever seen. But Brown. It, yeah, yeah, you know, brown with some really dark green depending on the time of year. But um, it's a, this is a really thick sock. I actually made a hat using this um, a couple of years ago. I had bought it was the um, Bad Santa colorway. And I made a, a hat. I had started doing socks on that, and I think I was using too either. I think I cast on too many, um, too many stitches, and it wasn't working. It is a little big. Um, use I decided I went up a needle size, but kept my normal 56 stitch count, and I probably could have gone down to my zero double zeros with that, and it would have fit a little better. But it's working. I'm not quite to the heel on that. Didn't get as much knit on them as I thought I would on the trip. I'd only, I'd, these were, I would knit when we were driving in the park. And then last but not least, I cast on a pair of socks today. I just had the urge to cast on some Halloween socks. So I cast on, I had actually, I've actually knitted this sock before and ripped it out. I don't remember what the problem was. I think I was knitting it as just a plain stockinette and it didn't fit right. So I ripped it out and started over, and I'll do the My Knitted Heart on this too. This is Desert Vista Dye Works in Zombodies Eating Candy Corn. So it's got the trademark speckly zombie uh, that, that she does, and then cream, orange, and yellow for I like candy corn. corn. <laughs> I bet we can already find it. Yeah, <laughs> probably. But, um, so those are all of my whips, knitting whips. I did bring a little bit of the fiber that I'm spinning because I had divided it today, so I had it. This is uh, mystery fiber from my same friend's stash. Pretty. It's it the knitted. I mean the spun up, the um, the turquoise is the most predominant color. It's got a lot of turquoise and purples and uh, like a dark purple and a lighter purple, some creams, a little bit of bluish. It looks mostly turquoise and the, the, like the lighter greens and the purples almost, it almost gives it like a brownish mm. color. So you've got purple and the turquoise and kind of some tannish colors. It's, it's really, really pretty. I don't know what fiber it is, but I think it's a BFL. It looks like a BFL to me. Um, so that's it. And then the only other, I have been cross-stitching. I'm still working on my husband's Christmas stocking. I am, I have 
So if you know what a, I'm sure you know what a stocking looks like, <laughs> but if, if you think about the body of a stocking, I've got basically the body done and I'm working on the back stitching on the second, like the lower half of that. And I still have the toe and the back stitching on that to do. And then of course his name across the top, but I am making a lot of progress on that. I got to the back stitching on that last week maybe and then that's one of those things I have to be in the right mood and back stitching is easy it's where you're just outlining but I have to really pay attention to that it's not you know, I have to really there's so many details that I have to look at the pattern more closely another thing that I can't do while watching a podcast I have I'm so behind on podcasts this is I've always said this during the summer when my husband's home in the summer we watch a lot of television and stuff and I just don't I don't plug in as much so that's it. Do you have... Oh, we already talked about your books. Um, I cast on socks today. I don't have any intention of casting on anything else anytime soon. What about you? Mm, unless I want to make something for Darcy. Mm -hmm. But... Mm. Actually, do have, I do have a hat that I want to cast on. I have a, some more purple yarn that I'll probably use to make another hat. Like a thicker. I had started a hat for her. It was like a granny square one that was in that bundle, but I couldn't see the stitches because oh. it was variegated. It was a, one of Heidi's road kills. It mm -hmm. was variegated and I couldn't see the stitches. And I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, well, yeah. I thought I'd try a sock head or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, that's, I, I wanted this one, the one that I did. I, I, the yarn was so pretty that I felt like it, it needed to be stuck in it. Um, I have some. Neighborhood Fiber Company Studio DK that I'm going to, that's in a purple, that I'm going to use. I think um, Daniela's Caffeinated Gert just released a pattern called, I think it's called Oh Happy Day, something like that. It just came out this past week that I think will be a good pattern for it, so I might do that. Acquisitions. We went to Houston Fiber Festival, which is the bulk of my acquisitions. I do have some other things. I too, bought more yarn than yeah. I remember buying. Yeah, I I bought less, and then I then I um, I remembered that I had the out like looking at it. I'm like, I feel like I bought more, but then I remembered that I had the sweater. But, so what do you what you got? So I did find. Um, this includes stuff I got at Houston Fiber Fest, plus just other things I bought in the last two or three months. Um, Houston Fiber Fest, I got a couple skeins of Savvy Skeins. I got her DK base because I'm finding DK easier, the heavier bases to knit with consistently. Um, so she has a, a base called Optimum DK. I got, and that's just 100% superwash. Um, I got one called Cyclone, which is um, a light, light gray with um, like purple and dark blues speckles. And then there's one called Color Bomb, which is a darker gray with um, multicolored uh, speckles, but a lot of purple and blue speckles too. Um, I think my intention is some another sort of. Um, It's an Andrea Mallory powder. I can't remember the name. But it's 
whatever the one that's there's a fingering weight and a DK weight version and I've already made like two of them. Is it the what the fade? No. What the fade is the big brioche one. Oh. Find your fade's the big purple one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I had gotten some yarn at um, the whole Country Weavers retreat. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I still have not knit a fade. Not gone down the. Um, the closest was the night. Um, um, the night shift. Night shift. Yeah. yeah, and I still I've yarned for that. I haven't started. I got that at Christmas. Um, so I got that. Oh, and then she was selling uh, shawl cuffs. So I had. That was kind of when shawl cuffs were starting to become a thing mm -hmm. back in June. Um, so I just got a simple brown one that has a simple like leaf motif on it. So. Um, got that, and then at Modern Skiing, which is, it's a yarn store that's probably like an hour north of us in Montgomery okay. County. Um, we haven't been up there yet. Mm -hmm. Um, she brought just four or five dyers, um, but Suburban Stitcher was one of them. Now, granted, you know, Diane's actually local to us she's just down the road but um I really like her color called happy accident which is kind of a purplish base with speckles in it I want to make a tohi shawl called Jody maybe mm -hmm. and I think you need like three skeins so I kind of wanted to get three that were in the same dye lot um and or this whatever this fade thing is I'm trying to put together <laughs> um and then I got a skin called Gothic, which is kind of like a darker version of Happy Accident. Mm -hmm. Like she took Happy Accident and put like, like a like darker a black wash or something. Yeah. yeah. So that. And then I also got a skein of um, Chicken Coop Dye Works. Oh. Um, I keep meaning to buy from them, and like I, they had a, um, they had a silk that I couldn't quit petting, but I had a very strict budget. Right. Next time, that's I think going to be on my list. Next time I see them somewhere. So she had actually released a pattern. Um, I can't. I can look up the pattern real quick because um, I bought the pattern and I bought the yarn to make the pattern. Um, it was called the Feather Brain Hat. Um, it's got these. I don't know what the term is like you carry the yarn on the outside mm -hmm. and then like knit a row below so it kind of makes like butterflies or oh whatever. yeah I, yeah I don't, I don't know, know what that stitch is called but yeah right you... um so I bought the yarn to make the hat because <laughs> this was the yarn in the picture mm -hmm. of the hat um called salt and pepper um it's a dk weight 100% uh superwash merino and it's just a cream base with um, black and gray and like maroon or red speckles. So when I get back to knitting, I will probably make that. And then I have other acquisitions that aren't necessarily straight up yarn. Um, I bought, if you've listened long enough or you know me, that I love anything that's sharks or pirates. I'm a sucker, unless they're really super cheesy. <laughs> so, 
Um, someone on Instagram had posted this maker. Turns out she's in the Philippines. Hmm. Oh, those are cute. Um, her shop on uh, Etsy, I didn't link it, but her shop on Etsy is Little Shop of Clays. So she had uh, shark stitch markers. Those were so cute. And then she also had um, earrings. Oh my gosh. And it's one of those, you know, if I'm going to pay for shipping, I might as well throw in something else yeah, really. too. So, I mean, it was real reasonable. It was like oh, those are so 12 good. bucks for each set or something like that. And then she threw in these other little earrings too. Mm -hmm. They're just beads. Yeah, cute. Um, so I got those. And they came in a cute little pouch, like a woven oh, little wow, pouch. That's a really nice set. I did. I w the only problem that annoyed me was because it was from the Philippines, it had to go through customs. Apparently, you had to, the way she shifted it, you had to sign for it. Oh. Of course, I wasn't home, and you know, Dave wasn't home or whatever. And I couldn't figure out the slip that they left, so I went to the post office and waited for 40 minutes. Oh. Yeah, that was fun. Um, I got a yarn cozy from Rachel of Night Owl Fibers. Mm -hmm. um, I got a extra large big project bag that has sharks on it uh, from Bags by Our Awesome Granny. I actually have a bag in that same fabric from Slipstitch Studios that's just like a notion size one. Mm -hmm. But Darlene was put put that up and then she had like a 10 or 15, she had a huge discount, or she had a discount, so it was, I spoiled myself. I had a lot of projects at work, so <laughs> <laughs> reward myself. Um, oh, and then the other thing I got, yeah, I got two other things. Um, from Treasure Goddess Yarn. Oh, I've that's got, cute. Um, she, she also has pins. These are an, uh, pirate enameled sheep. Again, I love anything pirates. Um, not so much into the sheep thing, but I do like the the pirate stuff. Um, the keychain. She had like four colors: white, this reddish orange, green and blue, maybe or something like that, or maybe only two or three colors. I, I think the enamel pins had more colors. I wonder if the microphone is picking up the cicadas. Oh, possibly. If you hear buzzing in the background, that's the cicadas. That's yeah. the sound of the south. Thank you very much. And even <laughs> though I've got, you know, thousands of dollars in new windows, they're really loud. <laughs> I love that song. It reminds me of my childhood. Um, so I got that. I got this one and a white one. I don't know what Dave did with the white one. Um, I did get uh, a skein of mustache sock in Vespa, which is one of her rainbow colorways. Mm -hmm. I got a skein of Kirby Worby in Afternoon Delight, which is a really pretty rainbow. Um, and then the other thing I got was a t-shirt, a baseball shirt that um, by Mahogany Sheep. This is Knit or Die, so it's um, navy blue and gray. Um, I don't, and it has a skull on it, it says Knit or Die. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think, all I've gotten. So my Houston Fiber Fest uh, haul, I got two skeins from Shipwrecked Sheep. It's her squish sock, and I got one in the colorway Mercurius, 
and one in Pluto, both of these. She had a whole space or uh, solar system themed line. And I, I mean, Katie's got her pirates and uh, sharks. sharks. I've got my space theme. Um, and sheep and llamas and alpacas. And, uh, anyway, but um, so I knew that I wanted to look at these and I texted my husband a, a picture of all of them and asked which one he would want his next socks to be. So he chose the Mercurius, which is a blue um, with some like undyed sections and some like light brown. And then I chose the Pluto because I just, I really like Pluto, but I also like the colorway. It's like a, a pale purplish pink mauve kind of, um, more tonal than variegated. Yeah. And then from Savvy Skeins, I got a skein of Santa Fe Sunset. I'm a sucker for names. And last summer we had our New Mexico vacation and we love Santa Fe. So this is kind of a, it's, it's like a rusty color with a, a more natural Rust and gold. Yeah. yeah. And like a, a natural. In yeah. There. Yeah. And then I also got a shawl cuff from her. Mine has, um, I don't know, just a design stamped in it. Um, haven't used, haven't, <laughs> haven't needed a shawl at all. Uh, let's see. And then from Paisley Ducky, who did a fantastic face paint of me. I was wearing a shirt that I got from T Fury and some of you may have seen it. I've seen um, when we went to DFW, I saw a few people wearing this particular shirt. It says yarn it and it has a kitten playing with a ball of yarn. It's adorable. And she, I, I told her to do whatever she wanted. Did not know that she was going to paint on my face <laughs> until she started. So it was very, out of my comfort zone and uh, scary, but she did an amazing job and she recreated the design on my shirt, on my face, and it was absolutely incredible. It was amazing. But we sat and chatted while she did that and then she uh, enabled me to buy one of her teacup bags and it's, so it's a zipper bag, sock size, in the shape of a teacup. The handle is like the handle of a cup and the tag on it looks like a tea bag. And then the inside has uh, just plain. Oh no, it has a pocket that's in the shape of a um, like a tea bag. It's very cute, and it has uh, the fabric has cupcakes and donuts and tea and coffee on it. It's very cute. And then let's see. Oh, oh I didn't bring them, but I remembered them. I also bought an orifice hook from. Uh, I don't actually know the vendor. It was next to Heidi's booth on Dead Yarn. Um, it was and it was very inexpensive, so it was it was just a really pretty hand turned orifice hook for my for my wheel. And then he was also selling felted cat toys, so I bought a felted. I don't even remember if it was a fish or a cat. I mean a a mouse, but I bought this felted toy for my kitten, and it was immediately stolen by my son's cat and was destroyed by the end of the night. She loved it very very much and absolutely destroyed it. So that, I think that's everything from Houston Fiber Fest. Um, I ordered a braid of fiber from Neighborhood Fiber Company. I, didn't, I actually, 
I don't know that I knew that they dyed fiber until I saw this. It's, it was their Pride colorway. It's actually called Pride with an exclamation point. And it's kind of a muted rainbow. Or a, yeah, yeah, that's a good term. It's, it is a rainbow. I mean, it was Pride, so that's what you would expect. But it's not like a bright. You know. Like the blue is a little more teal than yeah. blue. And it's, it's more like, like, I think like a watercolor rainbow. Yeah. Yeah. More sugary. And yeah. then with that, I also ordered a um, enamel pen that's like a, a fist, like a power fist that is rainbow holding a ball, a ball of yarn. Let's see. I have a part of, I have not been buying every month of Suburban Stitchers Park Pass Club colorways. Um, I'm trying to buy ones that speak to me for some reason, and most of the ones are parks that I'm not, I haven't visited or don't have any meaning. I've, the first couple I bought kind of, I won't say knee-jerk, but I was going to buy them all, and then I, I just kind of changed my buying pattern a little bit. But I did buy the uh, Jean Lafitte National Historical Park and Preserve, which is a park in her home state of Louisiana, which is between my two home states of Mississippi and Texas. <laughs> and it just kind of, it was, the inspiration picture had Spanish moss and it just looked like home to me. So I bought That's this That's not what I would have envisioned. Mm -hmm. It's a very pale, like a very pale blue or it's natural, but kind of with a little, it seems like it has a little bit of a blue overwash. And turquoise and gray and some little spots of green, like the Spanish mossy green. Um, and then I bought, I, okay, so, so add into my space llama, whatever. <laughs> your, <laughs> your space, space llama. llama. <laughs> if we had... If we had episode names still, that would have been the perfect one. I'm but, sure that exists already, yeah. though. Um, but I, uh, Hootnet Yarn had her put her uh, Halloween line. Um, yeah, that was what I was going to say. I also really like to buy Halloween and Christmas yarn. So I bought her colorway. Um, called Witches, Witches and Goblins Oh My, and it's like a white base with the Halloween colors, yeah, Halloween colors yeah, kind of a neon-y, well not all of them are neon, the green is not a neon, but it has like a neon orange and black. Well, and the green, green is, it's that yeah. limey green. Yeah, but these will be fun. Whenever you see Halloween stuff, it's that, yeah. that color right. palette. It's the witchy, witchy yeah. green. And then I, around the same time, it was, this was right around the time of the Apollo anniversary, the 50th anniversary, and Destination Yarn had a colorway called Lunar Landing, and I had to buy that because space mm -hmm. and Houston, and there was, it was, you know, it was timely, so I bought that, I actually got this in the mail yesterday, and I, her yarn is just so pretty. I, this is the third skein I've bought, and it's just, I, there's just something about it, it's like a not tonal, variegated, but her the colors are are like speckly, but not speckles. I just there's just a really I just really really like her style. But this has got um, like a natural base with turquoise and kind of an orangey red. If you were into the Astros, it's like the the turquoise and orange of the Houston Astros. Not intentional, I'm sure, but uh, it's got some red and some brown. It's just. It's just going to be really pretty. These will be socks eventually. And I really liked her base when I knitted up. 
for uh, Simon's socks last year. So this will go in the stash. And then the other thing I did not bring, I backed uh, the Electric Eel Wheel Nano I bought last summer. I bought the original Electric Eel Wheel, which was uh, wooden. And this one is 3D printed. And it is a little, like there were little things about the original. I really not spun on the original very much. Part of it, like in order to apply, you have to kind of finagle it. You have to like switch some stuff around. This one has a switch so you can switch between S-twist and Z-twist. And so I can actually apply on it. Um, the fact that it was, it's, it doesn't seem to slide around quite as much, although it does have holes in the base so I could like screw it to like, like a cutting board or something I've seen like two, that. I've seen two or three people, like Heidi posted mm -hmm. about it. Um, Natalie from Barking It, mm -hmm. I guess, had gotten one. So I've seen two, I've seen people starting yeah. to talk about it or show yeah. off what they're doing yeah. on it. And they've got, so it has the the holes that are, you know, like if you, for hanging on the wall, sometimes they're kind of like the keyhole shaped holes. So I could put nails or, excuse me, screws in something and like put it on there and then slide it back so that it will hold it but I don't have to keep it on there permanently um, I've spun on it for a little while I immediately burned the motor out which I mean not burned it out, but I like, overworked it so it quit working for a little while I was like trying to switch back and forth I don't know what I was trying to do but I like accidentally turned it way up and like switched it back and forth all, all at once and everything flew all over the place and then it quit working and I thought I had broken it within the first like 15 minutes of setting up but it just needed to, it had overheated not for yeah. now but uh, I, I don't know there's just something really cute about it I have all of these samples that it would be really good for spinning um, it would be really good for like extra like maybe plying you know, leftover hand spun, that kind of thing. It's not a it's not a high production machine at all. Yeah. But it's really a novelty item and I wanted to support it. So um let's see. So that's all of our acquisitions. We are gosh, we are out over an hour. Events. Um I posed the possibility to Katie today of going to an East Texas Fiber Fest, which is in mid November. It's about it's not quite a four-hour drive for us. It's not. It's really not that bad for Texas. Um, I was thinking about doing that because we won't be working together anymore, and that's putting something on the calendar that is, like, yeah. you know, we gotta hang out. Um, if anybody else is planning to go besides vendors, it, I was really surprised to see that Leading Men Fiber Arts is going to be a vendor. That's. It seems. In my head, this is a smaller show, and it seems smaller than some of the stuff. I think it's picking up steam. Yeah, they're getting one of those stitcher is is slowly yeah. starting to pick up. So steam. I think um, I, I think by then I will hopefully have settled into my new job, and I, I think it would be a good time to get away. Um, so we'll keep you posted on that. If you're going to be there and would like to hang out, um, let us know. I actually do have a couple of in the kitchen things, wow. which I you know for Kitchen Stitches podcast. It's been a while, and they're not big, but um, I did make a cake last sometime last weekend. I had some bananas that were 
I had like five, five or six bananas that were going bad. I could not waste them. So I dug out a book that I used to, I actually started baking from called All Cakes Considered. And there's a, a recipe in there called Procrastination or Procrastinatin' Drunken Monkey Banana Bread or Banana Cake, I don't remember, which is basically a banana bread, but it's in a tube, like a tube pan, and it has, um, you soak cherries, dry cherries in rum, and flame off the alcohol, and then add them in. So yeah, it, it has a little bit of a different, huh? I'm out. Yeah. Flames, <laughs> I'm out. I had my, my husband do it. I was afraid. Dave would do it for me, but flames, I'm out. Yeah. No. Nope. It was cool. But, um. I don't do flames. Yeah. But, um, so that was good that we, that's actually lasted us this whole week. And then the other one I just thought I would mention, if no one's aware of this, this is kind of a, a Pinterest classic called the Mississippi Roast. It's a crock pot roast, like take a chuck roast, and it is like the easiest thing ever. You take the roast, you sprinkle a packet of ranch, uh, ranch dressing or ranch dip mix on it, and then a packet of au jus mix on top of that. And then put it, the one recipe says to put a stick of butter on it. Another one says like five or six <laughs> pats of butter. Well, that's and, almost a yeah, stick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but so I had I had like a partial <laughs> stick, and so I put that on top of that, and then you put a, like maybe five pepperoncini peppers around it, and then put it on all day, and it makes this like super fall apart roast that is really really good. And my actually I made it. So I was. Last week, I was I, I, my plan was to make a roast, and I don't remember why. For some reason, I thought I had changed my mind, and Eli's fiance was coming over, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm not going to make a roast. I'm just going to do burgers." And I see him texting, and I'm like, "Are you telling Adrian we're not having roast?" And he's like, "Yep." I'm like, "Did Adrian want roast?" "Yep." <laughs> so I was like, "Okay, I'll make the roast." So I made, and I was really glad I did because it was. It, it was it was one of the easiest things ever, and it packs like a tremendous amount of flavor. And Eli, who's not a big beef eater, was like said that was his favorite way. Hmm. I'll have to tell Dave so, about that. Yeah, it was really really good, and so it was like the, the oh I know why I'd put it off because work has been crazy, and I'm like this would be so easy in the morning to just start this. So I'll do I'd rather do it during the week. So yeah, if if you're looking for an easy crock pot meal that doesn't take any prep, this is it. That's like one of the easiest crock pot meals I've ever made. So that's it. Finally, some kitchen content. Um, reading and watching. What do you have? Um, sorry, like old lady eyes now. Um, let's see. Um, been reading a historical romance. I guess since school got out, because that's easy. Uh, I've read two Lorraine Heath books, um, The Scoundrel in Her Bed, um, and In Bed with the Devil. Um, I've linked them here in the show notes, so you can go and read. Um, each of them are part, you know, as with most historical romances, things are part of series, so um, they're both series that I enjoy uh, the all the various pieces that fit together. Uh, the other book is Last Night with the Earl with uh, by Kelly Bowen. 
Um, I've enjoyed her series of books as well. Um, watching, the only thing that I would talk about, I guess, would be, I thought I was going to lose my DVR and everything on the DVR. Oh. I didn't. So I was in this mad rush to at least watch like Endeavor um, and a couple things because I thought when we move that I would lose, you know, the 80 hours I had on the DVR. But I didn't, so I got to keep my DVR. But um, I did power through um, a show called Versailles. I think I've talked about it before. It was on the Ovation channel, which here is not in HD. It's in SD. Hmm. Um, but I think you can... It's streaming, or you could probably get it through, you know, other means. Um, some of those shows. But Versailles is about... Versailles and the uh, Louis the Fourteenth, yeah, the Fourteenth, the whichever one's the Sun King. Um, it is, so it is about him kind of to start building the palace of Versailles, um, the drama of being king and his brother. Um, it doesn't exactly follow true timelines, and or some of the people there are. Real people that were there in real time. And then there's people who are, of course, not there. Um, I watched all three seasons. Or I had watched the first season. I had like two seasons worth that I powered through. It does have sex. And it does have some violence. So if that it can be a little greedy sometimes. So, um, But it's beautiful costumes. Of course, Versailles is on my bucket list. Someday I will get there. Plus they... Um, did a bunch of filming and other big chateaus and places in France, um, in Europe. So it was beautifully filmed, and but it can be a little gritty in some places. Mm -hmm. So that's all I really have to talk about. Um, I had more books. I'm not including everything because I probably couldn't remember details. But uh, adding the most recent ones, I read Never Have I Ever by Jocelyn Jackson. I really enjoyed this book it was a if you've read Jocelyn Jackson before this is a departure her stuff is usually I would say it's like southern fiction I don't know if they're if I think that's kind of a genre in and of itself it's not like Fanny Flag. does Fanny yeah, Flag fall in that kind of yeah yeah that bit. kind of thing maybe a little bit more um I don't want to say edgy that's not the right word but like her the care maybe more plot driven or you know, I've, mm -hmm. it's been a while since I read one but um, this was a thriller like flat out uh, the main character had um, a secret from her past which I mean she was in, involved in a drunk driving accident when she was a teenager and had ended up moving away and it was you know deep dark secret nobody knew about it and this woman shows up at her she has moved okay so this the main character has moved back to her hometown but um and still nobody you know they did it had been a long time nobody knew her that kind of thing and this woman shows up to her book club and it turns out that she knows her secret and she blackmails her and it's it, it's it was really good there were some you know, definitely some twists and you know it was it was it was highly enjoyable. It's getting very, very good reviews. New York Times bestseller kind of stuff. It's it's fantastic. I think she's really funny. I met her uh, 
met her at TLA while she was signing in a booth. I happened to walk past. Um, it was really, this was really strange because I saw pictures later of like lines for signing where there were just long lines for her signing. And I was just walking the booths and there was a line and I like, I happened to notice that it was for Jocelyn or that there was, that Jocelyn Jackson was signing and I read a few of hers and I'm like, oh, you all get that. And I, I like went and sit in line and I'm like, something seemed weird. I was like, is this for Jocelyn Jackson? They're like, nope. <laughs> and like, I walked around the corner and she's like in her booth and there's no line. And I'm like, okay. Is there right <laughs> in the beginning right or something? No, I don't know. I don't know. I, or maybe, in the or it might have been, like, yeah, like she just maybe had a moment and her publisher's like, well, come sign or you're some, I don't know, but she happened to be there. And we just had a really funny conversation about her name because it's spelled J-O-S-H-I-L-Y-N and I called her Jocelyn. Uh -huh. She's like, it's Jocelyn actually. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so sorry. And it was, we were just, you know, laughing about, you know, it's like, oh, you know, people mispronounce my name all the time. And so we had this nice conversation. Turns out, um, like I tweeted about it or Instagrammed it and my sister-in-law who is, so Jocelyn Jackson's from the Atlanta area. And my sister-in-law is a teacher in the Atlanta area and had taught her kid um, like he was in second grade. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. <laughs> but really enjoyed the book. The other one that I will talk about is was called The Other Half of My Heart by Sundy, S-U-N-D-E-E, T. Frazier. And this was, um, it's, a, it's a children's book, but it was, I would say like upper, upper kids range. Uh, it's about a tw two twin girls who are from like Washington State, and their uh, dad is white, mom is black, and they look nothing alike. One of them looks like the white dad, and one of them looks like the black mom, and they're twins. And people, you know, they assume that you know, they don't think that they're siblings and all of that stuff. Well, they go back to um, their grandmother's house in North Carolina, yeah, like Winston-Salem, to be part of this, uh, like a an African-American pageant and they're like a nationwide thing that their family has always been involved in. And it's, you know, there's the, you know, the, the twin who looks white dealing with being different, mm -hmm. but also seeing how her sister is treated differently by her grandmother who is black because of the pressures of being black. And it, it's, it's, right. it was really, it was interesting. The writing style was not great. Like I wasn't, I liked the theme of it and it was, it was a good, it was good, but it wasn't like, it wasn't a great book, but I'm, I am reading this one as part of the, um, we need more diverse books and yarn book club that's hosted by Little Skein, uh, Little Skein Anne. Um, so it was a good it was a good book to read. It wasn't the best book I've ever read. And then I'm currently reading the Geography of You and Me, which is a YA book by Jennifer E. Smith, and it's about uh, a high school boy and girl who meet in the elevator, like the elevator. Um, there's a power outage excuse me, in New York City, and they're in an elevator. So this brief encounter, and they go there.
their separate ways. I mean, like, she lives in the, they both live in the same building, but things happen, and they, like, right afterwards where they end up being separated. And they um, communicate via postcards for a while, and it's it's very cute. I'm, I'm almost done with that one. I really like it. As far as watching goes, um, I can't even remember what we've been watching for the most part. We've been uh, catching up on Outlander. We're on season three. Uh, again, kind of like what you had to say about Versailles. It's, if there is sex, there's there's some gratuitous uh, there's some gratuitous rape scenes, which are is problematic. Um, I read the books, so to me, it's not it. Uh, it should be shocking, but you know it's coming. It's not, I know it's coming. My husband does not necessarily, and he's like, "Why? Why is this necessary?" And he's right. I mean, it's there. Are, they are plot devices, but really, it it is it is problematic. There's a lot of violence toward women, and considering it's a woman author, it's kind of kind of strange. But um, you know, it's really not that uncommon in historical romance. Or at least in, in, in the old in the old were, school romance. Right. It, it's been a while since I yeah, read those, but yeah, I, I think authors now are trying to not be right. And these books are, are rapey older. and controlly, but you know, everyone yeah. also thinks they can write a romance yeah. novel too. Um, then we all got, we also watched the first season of Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime. That was really good. It, we had watched the first couple of episodes you know, a few months ago, and then we had dropped it and we binge watched it this week. And I really liked it, like to the point of like, when is the next season coming out? I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, again, there's quite, you know, a bit of violence in there, but it's more violence. There was no, you know, it, it you know, was like bomb type stuff and guns. Um, and then we also watched the Santa Clarita, all three seasons of Santa Clarita Diet on Netflix, which is a zombie show, mm -hmm. but it's funny. The overacting by Drew Barrymore and oh, I can't remember the guy's name. Who's her husband? Like it, it was a little over the top sometimes, but it was really <laughs> cute. The daughter and their neighbor boy were that was they were the cutest character. Really, we we really I I liked it. My husband really really liked it, mm -hmm. and Eli actually is the one who introduced us to it. But so that um, I think that's about it that we've been watching. I know there might be some other things, but. That's kind of it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I think we're caught up. <laughs> and like I said, hopefully it won't be as long before the next time. Um, not going to even attempt to give a time frame. It's what? End of August. Maybe beginning of October is probably about as close as we'll get. Anyway, thank you for sticking with us and thank you for hanging around and waiting for another episode from us and not giving up on us. We appreciate the, uh, the, the listens. And um, those of you that haven't left, left the Ravelry group, we appreciate <laughs> yeah. you. I don't know how much of that was just because we haven't recorded or how much of that was people leaving Ravelry, but yeah. it could be a little combination of both. I will throw in my blanket statement here at the end that I fully support Ravelry's. Mm -hmm. uh, Me too. You know, their, their new policy. So that bothers you. Bye. <laughs> um, anyway, on a brighter note, <laughs> we will talk to you all in a couple of months. Okay. Or hopefully not a couple of months. We'll talk to you sometime soon. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye.